0: My name is Jeff Radcliffe. It is Friday, February 26th. Where the F did February go, man? Seriously. Went fast, but we got an interesting one today. I'm almost surprised we're going to be talking about this, but Russell Wilson. Uh Uh-oh. There is a little bit of fire here, apparently, where there was plenty of smoke. Uh, this is a crazy situation so let's break this thing down for you also have a, a nugget on Deshaun Watson as well so it's a little quarterback trade special it's not that no trades have happened but I don't know man anyway before we get into that let me tell you about our presenting sponsor monkey knife fight do you like to play daily fantasy sports Well, we need to go check out monkey knife monkey is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkey knife is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR. I'm going to be playing some Monkey Knife Fight NASCAR this weekend. WNBA, esports, and of course, football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all, and you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win state and age restrictions. Apply C-site for full terms and restrictions. Like I said, man, NASCAR, pretty easy you listen to the Sirius XM show, you know I talk about NASCAR. I haven't decided if I want to talk about NASCAR. I, I mean, I'm talking about it now, but I mean my actual plays on this podcast. That's honestly up to you, man. If you want to hear uh, on Fridays on this show, like five minutes on my DFS plays for NASCAR, let me know. I'll do it. I have them. <laughs> I'm going to be playing. I, I just don't know if the the rant audience is into that. I know you're into football though, and obviously this is a very crazy time. So, if you've been paying attention to the news cycle here, a few weeks ago, Russell Wilson was kind of making the rounds after their season was over, and it seemed as though Russ was not exactly satisfied with his position with the team. But a lot of people took it as kind of a you know are a post playoff exit. Uh, disappointment, that sort of thing, but really nothing there. Like, I even had people when I brought up the topic initially of, hey, we can't say it's a 0% chance that he is uh, traded, people were like, Jeff, you're crazy. But my whole thing, and I've noticed this in my many years of covering the NFL if there is any smoke, then there is the potential for fire. Now, I'm not talking blazing inferno fire might be a minor little fire that could easily be put out, but there's a, there's a chance there's fire. And in this instance here, it looks like there's more than just a chance there's fire. There's legitimate fire. Yesterday over at The Athletic, uh, Mike Dugger and company uh, put out a long-form piece that if you haven't read, I highly recommend sitting down and reading. On the this this very matter here, and the very real rift that has developed between Russell Wilson, his camp, and the Seattle Seahawks, in particular Pete Carroll. In fact, it's gotten to the point where originally the tweet was uh, something to the effect of uh, he would he would be willing to tr- be traded to the Dolphins, Jets, Saints, Raiders. I believe that was from Jason Lock and Four over at CBS Sports. Well, then, Wilson's agent actually told Adam Schefter that he would only consider going to the Saints, Raiders, Bears, or Cowboys in a potential trade. So, really limiting there. Otherwise, uh, he has a no-trade clause, so he could void out anything uh, due to the no-trade clause. So, it really limits the field. And I, I do think this is fascinating unto itself. You know, his agent has essentially said this is us. Saying, hey, if he was traded, these are the only teams he wouldn't void. So, technically speaking, he's not asking for a trade, but it's kind of like, all right, so, uh, you know, uh, Christmas rolls around, the holiday season, if you don't celebrate Christmas, the holiday season, and you say, or your birthday, whatever. Like, you don't you're not directly asking for this particular gift, but you kind of make it clear that you wouldn't be disappointed if the gift came. (laughs) Like one of those. That's what's going on here. They're asking for a trade. They're just not demanding a trade. There's a two, you know, kind of two different things on that that spectrum. They're not demanding a trade, but it's a trade request. So we're to this point right now. And while we, Before I unpack kind of how we got there, let me just run through this really quickly. The Saints, to me, would be amazing, right? But I'm realistic. Like, the Saints, that'd be sexy AF if Russell Wilson's in a Saints uniform. But I'm realistic. When we look at the current salary cap and in terms of cap space where the Saints are, uh, they are, you know, um, on a scale of one to 10, they're effed. Like, they're not even on the scale. <laughs> like, they are so far over the cap, it isn't even funny. S- over almost 70 million over the cap. So, even if the cap was a normal escalation like we typically see in the NFL, like not a contraction like it is this year, they'd still be effed. There's no way they can get Russ, especially with where his salary is. As much as I love it, like that would they'd have to move mountains for that to happen. The Cowboys, well, the Cowboys are not um, effed, as it were, with the with the cap, but they're gonna re-sign Dak Prescott. I mean, they're going to at least franchise tag him, if not get him into a long-term deal. And you know, for a minute, Jerry Jones is like, is "There any way I could have both of these guys on the field at the same time?" I mean, obviously, no, no, no. So that rules out those two teams. So that leaves us with the the Raiders and the Bears. Of the two, the Bears are in the better position, though both are relatively close in terms of cap space. The Raiders seem relatively committed to, uh, you know, to to Derek Carr. Although I, I could certainly see them jumping at the opportunity. Wouldn't shock me. They've pulled off a big trade on the other side, like they got rid of Khalil Mack. So it wouldn't shock me. Uh, the Bears are probably the, mo- the the best positioned for this deal. I, I mean, it's pretty funny. Some of the reactions that came out after the fact, I did see somebody, I should have wrote down his Twitter handle because this is freaking hilarious. He he listed the top five Bears quarterbacks of all time. Uh, and Russell Wilson is number four for even suggesting that he'd be willing to play for the Bears, <laughs> which is just brilliant. Uh, love that. Love that right there. Will this happen I highly doubt it. You know, my initial inclination when I, when the initial rumblings were happening a couple weeks ago, I said, we can't say it's 0%, but I'll put it at 1%, a 1% chance that he's traded. Well, I'm higher than 1%, but I'm not saying like, oh, this is going to happen. Like, this isn't sports talk radio. I'd say it's 15%. And I realize I'm talking about sports in like a radio type format, but it's not sports talk radio. We're not going to go... Uh, to uh, our our uh, regular callers here with some uh, some of their reactions. Anyway, um, yeah, I'd say 15%. So that's, that's a lot higher than 1%, but it's still not uh, a high chance. In fact, I think there are a lot of people, in fact, I know there are a lot of people in the Seattle fan base who would rather see Pete Carroll <laughs> go than Russ. Now, of course, that article at The Athletic does... You know, sort of turn a sympathetic eye to Russell Wilson in certain areas, but a critical eye to him in other areas as well. So I don't want this to just, you know, be all oh, Pete Carroll's the bad guy and that's that. It does seem like Pete Carroll, at least the article paints him as the 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 more culpable of the two, but Russ is not, you know, immune to criticism here. No. Of course, this past year, Russ was on an incredible pace. He was, as they say, cooking over the first eight weeks. Of course, that eighth game, though, was against Buffalo when things unraveled a little bit. And that's when we saw Pete Carroll and company basically completely pump the brakes. Not even pump the brakes, slam on the brakes and revert back to a more run-heavy approach. And let's be clear that in the NFL... so. If you're looking at run pass rates, first and foremost, a big mistake a lot of people make is they just look at passing attempts and then rushing attempts, and that's not a run pass rate. That's just running attempts and pass passing attempts. Those rushing attempts include scrambles. So technically speaking, a scramble is a passing play. So that should be included in run pass rates. So it's it's uh, essentially any dropback. Dropbacks include passing attempts They include sacks, and they include scrambles, and then everything else is a rushing attempt. That's what you need to do. But still, typically, I mean, a balanced approach in the NFL is more like a a 58-42 to or like you could basically say a 60-40 of passing passing attempts to or passing plays to running plays. I mean, they're trying to be like 50-50, which is extremely run heavy. So, obviously, that's frustrating for Russell Wilson. The protection is frustrating for Russell Wilson. He's talked about it over and over and over again. In fact, former teammate Robert Turbin in this article saying, the reason we're here is because he's on pace to be the most sacked quarterback in the history of the NFL. But there's more to the story than even that. You know, Wilson and his camp were... Uh, they were definitely caught off guard in 2018. This is probably one of the most insightful pieces to this, to this article. They were caught off guard in 2018. Josh Allen's pro day. Uh, representatives from various NFL teams were there. And some of the teams who were obviously in the mix to take him, including the Bills. The Browns had representatives there because obviously the Browns could have considered him in that draft. Uh, but the Seahawks sent a representative and not just any representative. They sent John Schneider, the general manager. And so for Wilson, they, they viewed this, the article says, as an unwelcome surprise. There was significant roster turnover. Veterans Richard Sherman, Jimmy Graham, Michael Bennett, Cliff Avril, Cam Chancellor were either gone or on their way out. And reports were surfacing or surfaced at the time that Wilson's agent called Schneider for clarification on his status. Like, does this mean you guys are looking to move on? And I mean, we've seen this in different ways in the league recently, and we've seen some of the results. Carson Wentz, well, the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts last year, and obviously he didn't take that well, and now he's gone. Aaron Rodgers, you know, Jordan Love last year as well, didn't take that well, and he went out and won the freaking MVP. So, you know, different approaches there from those two guys. But Russell Wilson didn't take well to this, and these are types, you know, sometimes we just think about these guys as if they're on the field. These guys are human beings, you know, and I know for a fact if I'm at my company right now at FTN and uh they bring in somebody with my exact skill set like who could do all the things that I do who's younger than me, I'm going to be looking over my shoulder as a human being, right? And it's natural. So there's a lot to this. In fact, there are some people in the league who think a trade could happen. Even if it doesn't happen this year, it could happen soon. So that's where we are. I don't think we get to the point where Russell Wilson says I'm not playing this year, but I do think we are basically almost at that point with Deshaun Watson. Now I know it's only March, but uh, last week, and this is from Dan Graziano over at ESPN, Watson met with the new head coach David Culley and basically said to Culley, who it's reported he had a pretty you know good relationship with because they you know they had some interactions at the Pro Bowl, et cetera. He told a uh, colleague that he's he wants to be traded. He said, "I have no intention of playing for the Texans again." So this is an odd situation because Watson has dug in on the one side. On the other side, the Texans have dug in to the point where they literally are not responding to trade, not even offers, but inquiries. and we're we're now hearing this from Tom Pelissero that the Texans are 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 getting voicemails like people are just calling up like hey yo uh Texans it's uh Joe Douglas <laughs> I I honestly don't have a Joe Douglas impersonation it's Joe Douglas we'll uh we'll give you Darnold and a couple first round picks and, and honestly whoever you want just just give me a call you know call me back honestly uh that's where we are like they're not even responding to the voicemails I, I I can only imagine what these voicemails sound like um and and they probably are getting a ton of them you know it is what it is but Ian rampport said nobody in the league and now not not that on the Texan side but basically any other team believes that he's gonna be traded uh and this is kind of crazy because you know we're not going to see any movement before free agency. So we're two and a, two and a half weeks away from free agency. We're not going to see any movement there. If we don't see any movement for, before the draft, and they assume that they're going to be able to repair this, I don't think they are. I think that Watson is done. He is not going to move on the uh, waiver on this one whatsoever. So if we don't see any movement before the draft, the Texans could be in a royally <laughs> crappy position. Expletive deleted. Really, really crappy situation. And because like flat out, like at least if they get a deal done before the draft, or should I say before the first round of the draft, they likely will be making that deal to get one of those picks and to get one of these rookie quarterbacks. And at least then, are you going to be a playoff team? No, but you're now a playoff, you're you're now a, a rebuilding team. They're not even in that position if they don't make that move. If they don't make that move, I don't know who their quarterback is. It's not anybody good, that's for sure. So that's a challenge right there. We could be in a viable situation where Deshaun Watson is it doesn't play this year. I mean that that's on the table. I don't think that happens. I really think that cooler heads prevail. But um either way, this is a mess and it's not getting any better anytime soon. The, the the player who's more likely to be traded, by the way, is Watson. I don't think Wilson is gonna get traded this year. I think Pete Carroll's still gonna be there, but I, I just it's not gonna be pretty. Um, that's for sure. But I Watson is not gonna play for the Texans. So they need they need to address this. And and I know you might think, well, what if they what if they just called his bluff? He doesn't play this year, he holds out, they basically they don't tank, but obviously they're gonna have a hard time winning, and they end up with the first pick next year oh, well, there's quarterbacks every year. Well, I don't know next year. I don't know if it's as strong of a class as this year. I know this year is a strong class, though. Like, a really strong class. Four top 10, five top 25 picks in the draft are quarterbacks. I know that. So why not go after that? I, I know why, because he's freaking awesome and he's proven awesome. He's a proven commodity. That's why. And you don't want that out the door, but eh, you know you may not have an option. All right, so let's, let's talk about really quickly, since it is technically a fantasy podcast. Uh, let's talk about Russ for dynasty purposes. This doesn't move the needle at all. Uh, he's a hold. If you have anybody panicking, then yeah, trade for him. But I'd much rather, if you have somebody panicking over Deshaun Watson... This is a time if there are people who legitimately think he's going to sit out, which I don't think that's happening in March, but it may happen in June or July or especially August. If you're in a situation where you don't necessarily need Watson, but you would like to, you know, you would like the depth and you'd like a guy, well, not even depth, but you'd like a guy with a long shelf life, life like him. Which I can't say how you wouldn't want that in a dynasty league. I would go after him. But I don't think today is the day to go after him. I, I think that we're still building. Because I do know for a fact, like people, a lot of people out there are betting on the Jets to win the AFC East. Their odds have moved up from 20 to 1 to 12 to 1 because people think a trade is still going to happen. So I don't think we're at the point where we can capitalize on either I really either of these for dynasty purposes just yet. But if you have them on your roster, both of those guys are a hold. All right. That does it for today. Uh, Speaking of the free agents, of course, my top 100 free agents list is over at FTNFantasy.com. That is free. Along with my NFL Draft Big Board, the top 150 is out. That is free over at FTNFantasy.com. My NASCAR projections are not free, but they're over at FTNDaily.com and some uh, betting picks as well for NASCAR over at FTNBets.com. Uh, but, you know, hey, go check it all out, man. Go check it all out. Uh, I appreciate everybody still reviewing the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the heck it's called these days. If you have an iPhone, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, scroll to the bottom, click the stars, and ya done. It's that easy. It's really that easy. Uh, Monday will be my mock draft 2.0, so the second mock draft of the mock draft season here for the NFL draft. So we're going to talk about that early in the week on the podcast. We're also going to dive into some NFL prospects so that we get the lay of the land for dynasty purposes. We'll go position by position, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about all the big names. Everybody, you need to know for this year. All right. That's all coming up next week on the podcast. In the meantime, enjoy your weekend. And I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.